With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you want interesting and entertaining debate on the Premier League and other English leagues, but from a show that doesn't take itself too seriously, then check out The Whistleblowers. It's a weekly football podcast hosted by me. I used to play football, Martin Gritton, uh, stand-up Mark Smith when he can, and music manager Gareth Dobson, who uh, always has plenty of good chat, being a Spurs fan. Um, we basically get football writers in to have a chat as well. And we talk about the spoilers that matter in English football, whether it's on the pitch or off it. It's free to listen to iTunes, Acast, Spotify, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, or you can download the Whistleblowers app. And follow us on Twitter at Football Podcast. Cheers. Good afternoon, good morning, everybody. Spurs fans around the world, it's Theo Delaney here saying welcome to another Spurs show at this exciting time in our recent history. Uh, I'm joined here by stalwart members of the Spurs show crew. No neophytes here, no debutants, only experienced, grizzled veterans. (laughs) Now, let me introduce them to you. First of all, Lucy Jones. How are you, Lucy? I'm very well, but I feel a bit on edge because I, it feels all right being a Spurs fan right now. But am I um, overthinking this? Probably. We're, we're all going to overthink it together. So that, was, that <laughs> might help or it might not. Let's see. Andy Linden is here. How are you, Andy? Uh, yes, broad salt to Danny boy, broad salt to Danny boy. The geese are flying south. Repeat, the geese are flying south. Zulus to the northwest, sir. Thousands of them. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, all good. Yes, all good. I'm just slightly over-medicated. Um, oh, okay. uh, uh, feeling very peachy at the moment, sir. Lovely. Good to know. And Pete Hayne is here. Pete, our old friend, but also, of course, a member of the, the esteemed Tottenham Hotspur supporters. Just how are you, Pete? I'm very well, Theo. Thank you. Got absolutely soaked this afternoon walking the dog, but uh, at least I'm getting out and about. Well, it's funny you should say that because Rob White and I were uh, 
<laughs> Mike Lee, our producer, sent us down to the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium to be interviewed by Premier League TV at about 1.30. And it, there was a full-blown... If there'd been a, a shipping forecast around the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, it would have basically said, get the hell out of there as soon as you can. <laughs> the wind was gale-forced and the rain was abundant. And the two of us... I hope you took the opportunity to have a go at them about the pay-per-view pricing. Well, I, I had a go at them about all sorts of things, actually. VAR, yeah, pay-per-view, the big picture, you name it, mate. <laughs> they, they said, we're just, we're just minions, which I suppose they were. But, um, yeah, the weather was better. And when I say Pete Hayne, I think I just said Pete Hayne is a member of the Tottenham Hotspur Support Trust. Well, we're all members of it, but he's on the committee. I just want to say that. He is a, he's a leading light. Anyway... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you can probably tell from my um, my demeanour that there's a certain amount of uh, chip. Let's, well, I think we're all a bit chipper, aren't we? Because all of a sudden, when you think back to that Everton game, what on earth has happened there? We have we're being talked about, uh, and I'm not. You know, I'm not tempting any fate here. We're all Tottenham fans. We don't we don't get carried away. I've got a black belt in not getting carried away as a Spurs fan. <laughs> but, um, we've. Um, we're being talked about as whisper it title contenders. Uh, we're playing extremely well. We're outscoring everybody in the whole country. Uh, we're getting rave reviews for individuals and for the team. Uh, difficult to know where to start, really. But I think what I've been doing recently is going backwards chronologically. And so I mean, we might as well start last night at Turf Moor. A horrible assignment on a on a dark, grim Monday evening. Turf Moor, of all the places you don't want to go. They used to talk about a nasty old wet grim night in Stoke. I'd rather go to Stoke than Burnley, to be honest. But we absolutely emerged, I think, with great credit. Now, Andy, you've probably been to places like Burnley on a wet, horrible night in decades gone by. How do you think this performance rated in a historical context as an away as an away performance? Um, we really did guts it out, didn't we, really? And yes, you're right, I have been up to uh, um, the third world. Uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, no, no, L L Lancashire, uh, uh, borderline, uh, uh, West Yorkshire, uh, broadsword of Danny Boy, broadsword of Danny Boy. Um, it, it's tough up there, and, uh, you know, um, I, I, and it's bloody cold and all, you know, you get polar bears knocking on kitchen's doors so they can warm their paws on gas stoves, it's uh, it's that cold, but it's a tough it is a tough place to go and I don't mean to be cliched in any way and they really did tough it out yesterday because I times we've been up there and and they've well they've just beat us up yeah. and yeah. played they tried it last night didn't they uh, well, they did, and they are a bit, especially at home, if they go a goal up, two backs of four, they're very hard to break down. And look, I think, actually, apart from the Kane header off the line, yeah, they had a couple of shots in the first half, but I think Loris smothered them quite easy. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, but no, I agree. I I just thought uh, once we got the goal, we actually started to manage the game, and um, I, you know, um, and we got a one nil win. We it, uh, it was kept a clean sheet, and um, I can't believe I'm saying this. I mean, it, it took me an age to get over that West Ham game. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. Uh, 
It took me an age, I, I. It really did. We were throwing it up. We're bossing the game. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you're an hour into that game, and I'm thinking to myself, well, look, you know, we're going to go second. Don't care, Paul. We're going to go. Eighty. We're going to go. We're going to go second. Yeah. And in eighty-second minute, they score. No, it's all right. It's eight minutes ago. We're all right. We're and then they get another goal there, and the alarm bells start ringing. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, Will Robinson. And when they got a third, I just stormed out of the front room. Um, yeah. Yeah. Felt like knocking back three or four bottles of whiskey and forty yeah. fags. Uh, <laughs> Yesterday was that was a professional performance. Sorry to travel on, uh, bang on, yeah. but that was a real well done. I agree, I agree. It was fantastic. I, I, I don't know, Lucy. Are you? Do you like me? All of a sudden, derive great kind of satisfaction from winning ugly in that way. I just can't believe we didn't concede because it's so Tottenham to to let <laughs> one in, isn't it? Last minute. Yeah, um, and I think actually just shows our strength and how much better we're getting. Because Mourinho, remember, he's he's good at that staying one nil up in the history, isn't he? He's good at closing out a game. Yeah, but we're not. So yeah, I just, I honestly, I was on edge the whole way through it. I, I kind of wish we'd scored a bit later, really, because I wouldn't have been as on edge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was tense, uh, but you know, you just felt like, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Mourinho has historically. Put, he's, he's got results in exactly that manner, and Tottenham historically have tended not to. And when we saw them, when we saw that late uh, collapse against West Ham, we we're thinking, "This is this is old Tottenham. This is not Mourinho." But this game, this was Mourinho, not old Tottenham. What do you think, Pete? Yeah, I, I mean, having seen us play so much brilliant football, certainly the result against Man U and the first half against that West Ham, as Andy was saying. To see a scrap and battle for a, a game that we always knew, and Mourinho said before the game, it was going to be a tight game, it wasn't going to be expansive football. Um, I'm so pleased that the defence came out of it with a clean sheet, and despite what happened against West Ham, even in that last sort of quarter of an hour yesterday, I felt confident that we would keep them out. Because I think, for me, what changed it was getting Lamella in, um, as a sub, um, he suddenly found a little bit of space and started putting them under a little bit of pressure. And it was, I think, from his introduction that we started playing a little bit more positively and a little bit stronger. But all credit to the defence in holding out against what was an aerial bombardment. You know, some of the balls were coming down with snow on. Yeah, yeah. You get what you expect at Burnley, as, as we were saying, you know. It was a famous old Jimmy Groves quote, wasn't it? You know, sort of going over one of the hills on the way in one dark, miserable night. <laughs> And uh, turn around to Bill Nicholson and said, "Can we just give him the bloody points now and go on?" <laughs> and we haven't got that attitude now. You know, we've got yeah. a strong mental. I think I've learned from the West End game, but they've got a strong mental bond in that side now. Who knows what we can do? If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. 
from dope 250 watt city bikes to Harley Bobber inspired 750 watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike e-bikes that are cool af also that competition for places which is now as intense as i can ever remember it i think that helps because you you took you, you mentioned lamella i mean uh, you know i've never been a massive lamella fan but and sometimes he doesn't even get in the you know the 18 but it's horses for courses isn't it and when he brought him on i think i even i might have made an unkind tweet about him because uh, because you thought how can you bring lamella on when you've got bale on the back i mean it's just mad but but actually what you just described shows that um what he's got is a is a is a toolkit that squad seems like a toolkit and each player can do different things and lamella goes on and I mean, the thing about Lamella, we never thought this was the player we were going to get, but he goes on. He actually uh, puts himself about, doesn't he? He's got a few tricks, and he's got he can do a few things. He's a bit unreliable passing-wise, <laughs> touch-wise. <laughs> but he has, other, he has other attributes, which, as you say, were, I mean, he, he went in, he stuck his foot in a few times, which against them, you, you know, you do have to do. Yeah. And he did. I mean, you know, he played a part. I mean, uh, Andy, I think you might be in the same Lamella camp as me, which is thanks, but no thanks usually. But he does sometimes make a contribution, doesn't he? Oh, he does, yeah. I mean, he can get you a penalty uh, with a dramatic fall. Yeah, that's great. Um, but he can be reckless. He can be a headless chicken sometimes. Um, uh, but you're absolutely right. He's now... Uh, I'm looking at the squad and his little cogs that are coming together. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a little sceptical at the moment, um, being a Tottenham fan, as we all are. Um, yeah. you know, I, I like the idea of being fifth, actually. Um, I did obviously want us to beat West Ham, then, yeah, we would have been top, and the media just would have, well, would have had an orgasm in saying, that it was, you know. Yeah. It all could have been a tidal wave of false optimism, if you like, for want of a better phrase. But yeah, Lamella's part of that cog now, isn't he? I'm, I'm actually really pleased that um, Numbele is is yeah. settled down. I yeah. always thought we've got a player here. He's got yeah. good feet. He's got an eye for a pass, um, and he sees a pass quickly. He's quick-witted. Yeah. Um, unlike one or two of the squad who I won't yes. mention. Um, yes. um so yeah, I'm I mean, really pleased that him and Mourinho have kissed and made up and you know probably watch box sets together. Um <laughs> I mean well, the thing is I won't go that far, but yeah. I think he's gonna get better and better. I mean uh, Mourinho has said that he has improved out of all recognition, that he's a totally different player now, but he's also said Mourinho, and I think he's right to say it, that he will he has got room for more improvement. And I think he has once he gets more integrated into that team. But you're so right. The thing he's got and the reason why you pay sixty odd million quid for certain players is He's got that bit extra in terms of his vision, his cleverness, his inventiveness, his some of the weight, of, some of the invention and the weight of his passing is like in a, on a different level, and it's a it's a proper proper top 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 class level, and that is the stuff that will unlock defenses and get us chances when 
all else fails, I think, because we can't always yeah. play on the break with pace, you know, with, with Harry sticking a long ball for Son to chase. We're going to need other things. And he could be the lock picker that completes the equation. You know, I, I absolutely love him. I, he's got favourite player written all over him. Uh, well, it was one, um, we'll end it here, but um, the Man U game where we won 6-1, there was one moment there where uh, the ball came to him in the first half, and he's just turned, admittedly, it's just a five, six-yard ball, but he's immediately, it may have been, I can't remember, but it was Kane out wide and... Uh, and um, uh, Song got it uh, and scored a first goal, but it was just that turn. If that had been one or two other players, and they would have taken two or three touches, and it's just that split second of of yeah. movement and wit, you know, yeah. of quick thinking, and yeah. and it created the goal. It was only yeah. a simple pass, but. Yeah. Well, someone said it, I don't know if they said it on this show possibly, that um, that moment in the Southampton game when we were really struggling and losing 1-0 and we we're coming up to half-time and he executed that beautiful little clever bit turn and little pass for Kane which enabled Kane to set Son up for the equaliser. That almost felt like a turning point in the season at the mo- when you look at it in now mm. because it's since then that we've suddenly um, caught fire. I mean... Um, of course, the game before that we should talk about, which was also very interesting, particularly from a squad perspective, because he's really rotating the squad in the in the other competitions, isn't he, in the Europa League. Vinicius, what do you make of Vinicius, Lucy? Oh, I just love him. And he's so passionate. And you can see he's got such a boost probably as well coming with Bale. Um, yeah. I just love his little face. <laughs> yeah. But I have to say, can you just explain to me, and I'm going back slightly, why bother having someone like Bale on the bench if you're not going to bring him on? I just, I'm like, is that a stupid thing to say? I don't understand it. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I felt like I was extremely surprised that he brought other players on ahead of him. But then I thought about it in context. And I thought this is the kind of game where at certain moments you need certain components out of the toolbox. What we didn't really require was a bail type. Also, bail, I don't think. I mean, he's certainly not fully fit. You could have brought him on for 20 minutes. They sit quite deep. They're hard to get through. We're not going to be getting many opportunities to play on the break against them, certainly before we scored anyway. And maybe he just thought, why bring him on? He could get injured. He's not really what's required at the moment. You're bringing a lamella on and he can mix things up a bit and, and wind them up and stick a foot in and do, you know, maybe he's a better bet. So I think it was a tactical decision based on the, the game that we were looking at, but also the fact that but you don't need to risk bail. We've got such a big squad and such a, a strong bench. You don't need to risk him, give him 20 minutes, half an hour in tur- at Turf Moor in a very, very physical game. You know, he could get, you're better off. Um, I, I very much hope we'll see him on Saturday, of course, that, that, or Sunday, rather. That'll be a different thing. But I, I felt there was a logic to not bring him on, although I was frustrated. <laughs> For the first sight of Lamella coming on, I, I did instinctively react badly. But I don't know. Do you think that's, <laughs> you think that's what he was thinking, Pete? You, does it worry you he didn't bring Bale on? No, not at all. I, thought, I think he touched all out right from the outset in having a very, very strong physical defence. That's why he didn't play Reguillon, and that's why he didn't play um, Aurier, I'd suggest. Um, he'd rather have strong defensive line. I love Bale. I've got my doubts about him, obviously, second time around. You know, 
proof of the pudding will be, you know, in six months' time when he's at full fitness, we'll see how he's doing. But from what I saw in the game against Lask, he wasn't as good at tracking back and defending. He obviously still getting up to full fitness or full match fitness. Yeah. So I think it was the right decision not to bring him on last night. Yeah. OK, well, let's before we talk a little bit more about the Europa League game and upcoming games, let me just uh, do a little bit of housekeeping here first. Um, you can get involved in our monthly events, listeners, by joining our merry club at season.spursshow.net for just £10 a month. You get two tickets for each monthly event, and the next event will be the Christmas show. Time and date to be confirmed very soon. Obviously, um, certain uh, factors beyond our control of, of, uh, are in play here, but a Christmas event, we've never not had one, and we'll be having one, according to this. For additional premium Spurs show content, including a daily Spurs news show, match reports, interviews with ex-players, and much more, sign up at patreon.com forward slash Spurs show. Next week's cast is a cast of Tottenham Hotspur legendary lovies. We've got, joining Mike Lee, we've got Paul Whitehouse, Stephen Mangan, and the ultimate Spurs show legend, Mr. Phil Cornwell. Not to be missed. Tune in. Now, yeah, I was going to talk a little bit about last Thursday um, for me, I mean, the great, I mean, for most people, I'm sure the great big plus was the great big centre forward that played Vinicius. Andy, I mean, it was only one game, but to me, looked like an all round good top striker to me, for forward. Yeah, I mean, he's, um, he's actually got a name sounding like a Roman god, hasn't yeah. he? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's obviously got some um, vision about him, um, and he's strong. Uh, and I thought he did very well that lovely cushion header. Yeah. Um, I, I let's. I, I, I'm just reserving judgment here for a minute. I, I um, he's going to need time. Um, let's see how he gets on with better opposition. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm not putting him. That was a great debut, really. Um, but uh, and yes, he's got that awareness about, and I like the way he was linking up with um, his uh, Brazilian patriot. Uh, yeah, that, that looked good as yeah. well. Uh, he's got a left foot on him, apparently. Um, and let's just—he's a big lad, uh, and he's physical, and I like that. And he, he does give us another option, but I just let. Give him time. He's going to need time. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to see him, you know, when he comes up against a better side. And that's not being, um, you know, I'm not putting him down anyway. I'm not castigating no, 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 him. I no. just want to see what he's like up against better opposition. He nearly came on last night, which, Pete, going on from your point, which I think was a, a, was a very good point, was that, that uh, he wanted players on the pitch, Mourinho, that were up for it physically and that were not going to get pushed around. And he very nearly brought him on. The only reason he didn't bring him on is because we scored. So he obviously thinks he's up to that, even though he's brand new to the league, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, he showed a real lovely touch to set up the goal for Lucas, um, the first goal for Lucas against yeah. LAS. Um, and an awareness of one moving out away from the goal, receiving the ball, and knowing where Lucas was making his run to. Yeah. Um, he actually looked good. 
Yeah, as, as Andy said, against stronger opposition, against league opposition, Premier League opposition, yeah, we'll make our minds up to see how good he really is. But certainly shows a lot of promise. And if it means Harry gets a rest in some of these Europa League games, fine. Yeah. Um, whether Harry feels the same way about it or not, I don't <laughs> know. But he does need a rest. And as I saw today someone talking about if you look at the schedule for November, ah! we've, got, we've got six games. And England have got three games, so there's oh, the potential he could be playing nine games in November, you know, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, I hate that, yeah. I like the way that Jose also said that, you know, he's not just a replacement when Harry doesn't want to play. He says that he's not just a stand-in, he can play alongside Harry as well. Yeah. Which is, which is yeah, great. That'd be interesting to see, wouldn't it? Really interesting to see. Well, I mean, it, it, that's what, I mean, we didn't know what we were going to get, and as we keep saying, it was only one game, but what he looked like was the sort of player who is much more than just a big lump centre forward. He is big. He, he obviously is good in the air. He is a handful physically, but he's got much more than that. He appears to have vision and touch and uh, he can pick a pass and all that. So if that's the case, yeah, he can play in any... I mean, I, I, he is supposedly, he was billed as a player who can play centre forward or on either side. So, he's, I mean, he started his career as a defender, funnily enough. He started as a centre half, but then he um, it was one of the, I think he was one of those centre halves. He was a bit too good a footballer to stay back there, and they and they sent him forward. So that's all good. At now the next Europa League game uh, on Thursday is away. I'm sure he'll rotate again. There's every reason to believe he will start him in that game, uh, but. The opposition in that game is a bit stronger than, than we've had previously. Part, partly we're away from home, but they're top of the Belgian league, Royal Antwerp. And the Belgian league's not not an incredibly, but to be top of the league ahead of Bruges and Anderlecht and everything, they must be they must be at the very least confident. So, um, do you expect a full rotation for that game? What do you think, Lucy? Do you think he'll, he'll do you think he'll pick the new the new big Portuguese lad? Yeah, I th- you know he's like six foot three or four or something. He's absolutely massive. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think that he'll start with the same as last, to be honest. It yeah. worked. He won 3-0. Uh, yeah. is obviously getting the system more than he scored himself. Why Why change it up? Go yeah. back to that. Um, do you think Joe Hart will be in goal? I don't know. I, I, I'm really... I think Harry Kane should maybe be in goal after last night. <laughs> it's <that's> incredible. <laughs> How do you do that? <laughs> I, I, think, I think what Jose will do will just go back to what he did last week. I don't know about yeah. whether you guys agree. Yeah, I think he'll continue to rotate because, as I said earlier, I mean, the, the great thing about this squad is it's not like the second 11's that bad. And for a start, it's not easy to say what the second 11 is, which is a good sign, I think. But also, you know, a lot of the players. You know, two players for every position, at least. And the the sort of supposed second choices are good players. I mean, Lucas Moura, for example, is playing really well, I think, at the moment. He scored a game. He scored last Thursday. Apparently, he scored on the last three or four of his uh, games that he started. He, he looks like a good player. But when we're at full strength, or if we're playing in a cup final or something, presumably he'll struggle to get in ahead of uh, Son and Bale. So that's one example. But isn't this nice, though, that we're talking yeah, like this? Because we, we used to never have this option, did yeah. we? And, and also that, with the injury, it, we never had really any option. So it's just so exciting yeah. to think that, I mean, other clubs must be so frightened of us. Look yeah. what we've got on our bench. It is yeah. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, you look at last night, he picked Sissoko. Sissoko often gets picked, but you, you, re, you look at that game, you think Sissoko's been picked in that game because you want someone really big and imposing in that midfield. Other games, 
to play alongside Hoiberg, who, by the way, has been, I think, fantastic. But to play, he looks like the one who's going to get picked most often when, when you, when uh, at the moment, anyway, for for the bigger games. But you've got choices beside him. You could play Lacelso beside him for a game where you think it's more about the football or Winks, you know. Uh, but if you want muscle in there, to, to like we needed last night, you get Sissoko in there, who did put it about last night and he did did a good job. I thought he had a good game. So yeah, all of those things are interesting. I think he will rotate on Thursday. Why not? Uh, which will which would then take us. So, and it's it's an away game, but at least it's only um, over in Belgium, so it's not like a massive trip that's going to render them cream crackered for Sunday. Sunday we're playing all the way up on Sunday night. Now that Sunday night game. This enables us to talk about a burning hot topic issue, heated debate type of a thing, because that Sunday night game is the first pay-per-view game under the new arrangements, isn't it, for Tottenham? Uh, It's a home game against Brighton. They want 15 quid for it, Pete. Pete, you are our shop steward. What, first of all, is the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust official position on this outrageous rip-off? I mean, on this um, pricing. Well, we're not happy with it. Um, for obvious reasons, as far as I'm concerned, you know, it's it's just too much to ask for every other outgoing that a football fan is currently being asked to put up with. You know, we're in a, a slightly better position than some season ticket holders around the country. You know, all we've put down is a £200 holding deposit, but uh, other clubs, such as Newcastle, for one, that I know of, they've already paid for their season ticket in full up front. Wow. And are getting refunds game by game. So those poor people have paid out a massive great lump in advance. On top of, for some of them, their Sky subscription, their BT subscription, their Amazon Prime subscription, their whatever it was who broadcast our games for the the qualifying for the Europa League as well. Those idiots. And they're now being asked (laughs) to stump up $14.95 a game which we and virtually well, all of the other supporters trusts um, in the Premier League are not happy with. Um, the latest we heard is that um, the Premier League met today and have delayed a decision as to what they're going to do. This current deal runs up until the international break. So right. our game against Brighton, and as far as we know, we'll also cover our game against West Brom, which at the moment is still scheduled for the Saturday at three o'clock, less than 48 hours after we get back from, um, where are we playing? Ludogrets, isn't it, in um, Bulgaria? That is ludicrous, mate. You're right. Yeah, very ludicrous. Um, so, Can I ask a question, Pete? Yeah, of Out of interest. These games that we're having to pay for and that fans are having to pay for, are these the games that weren't going to be on television at all? That's right, yeah. So, so, in, actual, so in actual fact, I, being the devil's advocate here, if people want to pay the money to see it, isn't that fair enough? Because they were never going to be on TV anyway. Yeah, that's fine. Our view is we haven't called for a boycott. What we've suggested to people is that if you don't want to watch it and you want to make a little bit of a, a stance against that pricing, which fans were not involved in in any way, shape or form, then don't pay it. Don't watch it and contribute 
towards the Tottenham Food Bank. Um, yeah. And I'll give you details of that. We've already raised over eighteen and a half thousand pounds a week since the trust got behind the Tottenham Food Bank. We have been promoting oh, wow. them throughout their existence and when we've been attending games, you know, a lot of our fans have dropped off food and donations directly to the food bank. Obviously, that's not happening whilst we've been uh, out of the stadium. So the position is that the Premier League are meeting again on the 5th of November to consider what they do. There may be fireworks. Well, yeah, we understand that Sky and BT are really unhappy with the negativity that they're getting because there's almost like this standoff between the broadcasters and the Premier League, each blaming each other for the setting of that price at that level. What we have gleaned, again, not being involved in the conversations and never having it explained to us, obviously BT and Sky have got overheads to cover in broadcasting those games with additional commentators that wouldn't normally be there. Then the Premier League, uh, BT and um, Sky add a little slice on for being able to put it through their PPV channels and the processing of the monies in that way. Then the Premier League also want to make something out of it because they obviously want to recompense their members, i.e. the 20 Premier League clubs who they represent, and then the price is then set. Um, compare that with what um, the pay-per-view in the in the Football League is, I think, based at a tanner. Um, what is a reasonable price? Well, that's not really for us to judge, you know. Uh, to, uh, for the um, Project Restart, that was all ex- completely free. Um the Premier League and the broadcasters have come up with this 1495, which we and, as I've said, all, a lot of, all of the other support trusts are against, vehemently against, and uh, the whole of the um, the grouping um, have raised for their f- relative food banks over £300,000 in the space of a couple of weeks. The numbers that pay-per-view are getting are very, very small indeed. I think yeah. was- Really? Less than 10,000 wow. um, for the game last night. And I think the highest attendance one was the Liverpool game the other day, where they had about 100,000. Um, so this is a working progress, Pete. They're actually going to reassess it, are they? They're going to reassess it. I mean, guys like Mash- Mike Ashley have already come out and said 1495 is too much. And yeah. other people have been quoted as saying that as well. Yeah. Have you seen the I follow for the championship games? It's £10 <laughs> per game. Um, yeah. I've done it a few times with some games that I want to see, and I've never really worried about it about doing that. Um, but I guess five quid more it is a it is a bit it's a sting, isn't it? It's, it is a yeah. lot of money. Yeah, I mean, what strikes me is how stupid they've been in terms of the PR. They've all got like basically twenty multi-millionaires have sat in a room going, "How much do you think we get away with for these uh, punters? How much do you think they'll pay?" And they've come up with fourteen ninety-five without any notion of the difference between fifteen quid and ten quid and five quid. What what different what difference that makes to people? Because to them, it's, it's makes no absolutely no difference at all. But you think or, they're the better PR people? Or also being prepared to go out and talk to the fans and pitch it and say, "Yeah." yeah 
if we if we if they come out and asked us at fifteen, we'd have probably said, "Oh, come on, you're having a joke." You know, yeah. you can get EFL for a tenner. Yeah. Okay, what about a tenner? Yeah. It's still a lot on top of everything. Yeah, you know what? I think they should have done. They should have worked out yeah. what people would pay, and then they should have charged less than that, and then they yeah. would have emerged looking good. Yeah. And they could have, it would have looked like a gesture, like it was when they did them yeah. for free. Well, I know Mike yeah. Ashley has come out and said, you know, you know, on the basis of his companies, you know, the, the cheaper the product, the more people will buy it. And yeah. The more people yeah. Buy yeah. It. Good old yeah. Mike Ashley. Yeah. Robbie mugs at, a, at 20p, <laughs> you know, he's, he's going to sell millions. Yeah. Listen, we should probably get on to the game. The game itself, uh, Brighton. Brighton are one of those sides that have played well without getting many points, aren't they? So they're not going to be a pushover. It's almost a year since the absolute, what for me was the game that signalled the end really for Pochettino, which was the Brighton away game, which followed our capitulation against Bayern Munich, where the team actually did not look remotely up for it. Uh, So a lot's happened in that year, that is for sure. How much of a problem do you think they can cause us, Andy? Um... Uh, new manager, I say he's not new, but um, they do play good football. Um, they've got one or two really good players. Um, um, look, by all accounts, yes, we should win. But um, being a, an hardcore Tottenham fan, and I am, I, I just don't give a score. Yeah, we should win it because they uh, they're not a Chris Hutton side. Um, they attack. And they play good football. Um, yes, we should have too much for them. Uh, I'll go for a cautious win. All right. All right. I'm going to ask you for a scoreline in a minute, but I'll keep give that some thought. Pete, are you worried about Brighton? No. <laughs> I know as soon as I say that, I'm going to regret it. But... Uh, <laughs> They really struggled against um, West Brom the other night. Um, two very poor sides. They drew one all. Brighton were lucky to get a goal at um, who is it? Um, Liverpool. Brighton it own goal, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Tried to clear the ball off the goal line from a corner. Yeah. I think it was, and it smacked Ryan uh, Jake Livermore and went in. Yeah. And they, yeah, from all the accounts that I've read and the little clips that I've seen, they were poor. West Brom were poor. Yeah. But you never know. I'm, I'm going three-one. Oh, he's gone. He's gone for it. He's gone straight in with three-one. Well, if we're doing actual score lines, Lucy. Oh wow! Well, I, I don't know. I always get worried when we face teams that are in the relegation battle by the seams of it already, because um, <laughs> we just seem to always go against the grain, don't we? But look, we've got, we're unbeaten in ten games in all competitions, I think, aren't we? Um, I think we're looking amazing. So I'm going to go two nil. <laughs> yeah, that's I think that's reasonable. Andy, what do you think? That I know you think it's going to you cautiously gone for a win. Put some flesh oh, well, on the bones. Okay. Uh, well, sweating profusely. Um, <laughs> I, I'll agree with Lynn. I mean, we haven't really, um, Linda. I, I, we got a clean sheet um, yesterday. We got one the other night. Oh God, we got a game before that. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'll go to two nil. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, two nil. In, in the league, two. we haven't won at home yet. 
It's worth no, bearing that in mind. Exactly. We have not managed to get over the line <laughs> at home in the league. Having said that, we've looked um, perfectly decent in uh, other competitions at home. So, yeah, I reckon we'll win. I'm, I'm, I could see us winning it 4 2. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. But um, so that's good. And now, uh, I think we've covered most things, ladies and gentlemen. Is there any other business anyone would like to uh, raise? Oh, yeah, I want to ask if you guys think we can win the league. <laughs> oh, <laughs> quite a big one that. I'm going to say I I think it's wide open at the moment. Um, so right now, your your answer is well. There's probably about six, seven teams in it. So we've got at least a six to one chance. That's what I'm going to say. Like it. Well, I'll, I'll go with the Bob the Builder quote. Yes, we can. Love it, yeah. Andy. Oh, God. Um, oh, sweating over the bright results. <laughs> um, well, look, we're going to have to see come Jan. You, you do realise, you know, I mean, after this international break, we've got City, then we've got Chelsea, then we've got Arsenal, then we've got Liverpool, then we've got Real Madrid, then we've got a monster. Um, let's see where we are, um, you know, once we've... Um, Let's see where we are in Jan. Yeah. Then at least then the uh, the league will take shape. Yeah. And um, you know, uh, it'll be fine. Yeah. The Let's see where reason. we are. Then. The voice yeah. of reason. Yes. Uh, uh, so I'm just going to have another bottle of wine, guys, before I leave you. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, listen. I'd like to thank you all very much for joining me today, Andy Linden. Thank you, Pete. Haynes. Pleasure. Thank you very much, Pete. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Lucy. I know you've got to skip off now to virtually go to Hollywood for your day job. So thank you for making the time. Uh, By the way, little plug, my Life Goals uh, podcast this week has got Danny Kelly. It's a two-part special, massive Tottenham man, lots of fantastic stories. So check that out if you get a chance. Uh, This show, what did you say? I said it's brilliant. I've listened to it. Oh, Pete, thank you. I'm so glad I asked you to repeat that. that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And um, next week, don't forget, we've got Paul Whitehouse, Stephen Langan, and the one and only, the man himself, Phil Cornwell, uh, will be joining Mike Lee. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining us, listeners. It only remains for me to say, this is Theo Delaney in London saying, come on, you Spurs. Come on. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. You're going to lose a number of people to the flu. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. (gasps) No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.